Welcome back, everybody. It's Taco Tuesday! I'm Alex Padilla. I'm Alex Regla. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Taco Thursday. It is a Thursday. We switched days this week. I don't think we ever recorded on a Thursday, but here we are. What a great day to record because the Lakers made some news. Alex Regla, it's the offseason, and the Lakers, you know, they... The quick free agency flash of new players came, went. It's been lull and dead, and now here we are. How are you today? I'm doing good, man. Uh, We got lucky because usually around this time of the year, there's nothing to talk about, but the basketball gods shine down on us today. The basketball gods have shined down on Taco Thursday, the first edition. Patrick Beverly has been traded to the Los Angeles Lakers in exchange for Taylor Horn Tucker, and probably a salary cap casualty, Stanley Johnson. Initial thoughts when you saw the news break last night at about, how oh, was it, like 8.30, 9 o'clock last night? What was your initial thoughts when you saw that? I was a bit surprised. Um, not so much that the Lakers did get Patrick Beverly. We kind of, you know, we've talked a lot about the Utah packages and the Lakers have an interest in him. But I, I, I assumed it would be part of a bigger team deal, like with another player coming back with him. But um, a, a bit surprised it was just for him. And that definitely kind of raises my eyebrows about maybe something else also coming down later on, but just in this specific case, um, yeah, I, I think for the most part, I think, I don't know, like I haven't been on Twitter a lot the last mm-hmm. two days. How, what, what would you say the reaction has been in terms of the trade? Has it been positive, negative? I know my reaction. And I, uh, my reaction is this is, a necessary move, but I hate it. You hate it? Yeah. Okay, why do you Because hate I it? just don't want to root for that player. Okay. Um, Basketball-wise, I feel like we're getting a lower-end Alex Caruso, an older Alex Caruso. And Rob Palinka is has put himself into a corner to rebuild a roster he never had to break down. Yeah. Like, so now he's traded away championship pieces and now he's trying to get those pieces back but he obviously can't build the same roster back yeah i think he's admitting his mistakes in taylor horn tucker he's admitting that he chose the wrong guy when he didn't even have to choose either or but he chose the wrong guy and now he's trying to get a copy of the guy that you didn't choose so it's not just that it's Patrick Beverly. I can learn to root for him. It's no big. I ended up, I learned to root for Russell Westbrook for about a month. So I just think it's upsetting because this could have been avoided from the beginning. You know, that's the way I look at it. I don't think that Patrick Beverly was necessarily a need. He's not like a wing. He's not a, I don't think he's the greatest defender. I think he's a great irritant on the basketball court, which may lead to him being considered a better defender than he is um kind of like a mid-range shooter i guess someone that will do everything that the lake honestly i'll give him this he does things on the roster that no one else on the on the roster does he's like the gritty guy he's the irritant he will get technicals he will be like the force and i think he's pretty amped to be a laker which is always a good thing it's not like he was forced to be here i think he's really amped to be a laker yeah, like the process, the process and how we got here was bad, right? Like it was flawed. Like you mentioned, the Caruso 
and the TH thing, the THT thing, and basically everything that's happened since the championship season. Uh, a yeah. lot of that kind of been avoided. A lot of that was self-inflicted. And you, you mentioned a good point. It does seem like Rob is trying to learn from his mistakes, right? Yeah. Like even going back to this past season, going from Gasol and Harrell and those bigs and trying to go back to the athletic lob catching, right. like rim protecting bigs and DeAndre Jordan, Dwight Howard. I think that was his way of saying, okay, we tried this other way. It didn't work. Let's try to redo that and even bring back Dwight and try to replicate that. And obviously those guys are a bit older, older. <laughs> yeah. not JaVale McGee and stuff like that. So it didn't work. And now them missing Caruso, they went out and tried to get a three and D type guard in Beverly. And yeah, a lot of it could have been avoided, but um, I, I think if we're basing it just on this season and I know it is important to, to mention the past and how we got here, but just strictly this trade and Patrick Beverly now and what they gave up. I, I think I'm a fan of the deal. I, I don't know if I'm in the mi- minority. I, again, I haven't really seen a lot of stuff online yet. Um, they didn't give up any picks. They, but which THT was there a trade piece, but true, true. It, but like how likely was THT going to be on the team? He, he was going to get traded regardless. Right. Like, do we believe he would have made it to next year? No. Yeah, so yeah, he was, was again. That's bad process. Yeah. They could have traded him when his value is at its highest, and they're trading him at probably when it's at its lowest. But right. regardless, like he, when you look at it as a whole, you're talking about when you look at it as a whole. It, it's there's there's things to be mad about when yeah. you're looking at in a tunnel of we got Patrick Beverly. I agree with you. I was like, okay, it's a necessary move. I think it's a necessary move. I don't think there was a place for THC on this roster. Mm-hmm. You got a ball handler in LeBron. Currently, you have a ball handler in Russ, and yes. supposedly Kendrick Nunn will be back. Where is Kent? Where's THT going to be here? You know, we've seen that when he doesn't have the ball, he's not a very effective player. So when you're looking at it in the, that lens, you're absolutely correct. It was a move that is a positive step for the roster. And like you said, I think Beverly does provide this team a lot of things that currently are not on the roster, especially I, I, I think his defense is, is legit. I think, especially compared to who else is on the roster. I think this team desperately needs kind of defensive-minded players. I think Darvin Ham needs those types of players to, to incorporate his system. Um, surprisingly, I think Beverly is a better three-point shooter than a lot of people give him credit for. He might be the best three-point shooter on the team right uh, now. I think he definitely he might be. I think, like, I looked up the last three seasons combined on his catch-and-shoot threes. He's at 40% yeah. combined in those last three, and that's better than the point guard they currently have and had last season, so... He definitely does things the team needed and um, strictly in a vacuum, basing it on just those things. Um, he's expiring. They're going to save some money on this deal. Yeah. In I, the future. I do think, in yeah. The future. Yeah. You know, I think you're going to have what? 31 million, 30 million in cap space next summer. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I, I do want to mention Stanley. Cause like you said, um, him going out as a, probably like a throw in just to match salaries, but I, I think he's more than that, especially on this team that, that really lacks wings. No, I called him a casualty of that. Cause I would, I would have loved to have him on this team, but yeah, I think the well, reason, think the only that. reason he's not is because of salary. That's kind of what I meant by it. Yeah. But you're, you're right. I think his ability is going to be missed. I think. Yeah. So this is why this makes me think that um, I would like this trade a lot, a lot more if there's another one coming after it yeah well let's talk about the guys that left then for a second we know patrick beverly everyone knows patrick beverly in the nba he's a guy that 
maybe doesn't light up a box score, has the ability to every night, every so every every night and then. But let's talk about the two guys that left. You know, THT has become a polarizing topic in LA for the Lakers. He was given a, a big contract, an unproven, probably big contract. He had a he had a good bubble run. He always showed potential. Um, was pretty reckless at times. Seemed to be confused at times with what to do. Uh, was very green, very raw. We all know his story. But do you think now that he leaves to a team that is basically rebuilding, like kind of like Kyle Kuzma, he's going to a team where he's probably going to be able to fill the role that he's best suited that wasn't here anymore. I think he's going to be much better in Utah than he was the last two seasons in LA. Completely agree. And this has kind of been the formula for all Lakers prospects, right? They leave and they find their footing somewhere else. But a lot of that has to do with opportunity. Mm-hmm. They, they go to a team where for the most part, I think all of them joined losing teams when they left. Right. And obviously on a losing team, the pressure is lower. You get more reps, you get all this stuff. So you're obviously going to, you know, your, your numbers are going to look better by proxy of that. But uh, I think THC in particular, like you said, if he goes to Utah and they end up trading Donovan Mitchell, which probably looks like they will, mm-hmm. um, he's probably going to have a lot of opportunity to have the ball in his hands. Yeah. And that's something like you mentioned, it, it wasn't going to happen in LA. And that's why I think they probably made this trade. They, they knew as long as LeBron's here, um, even if Russ isn't here, they're probably going to get another, another guard. They got Beverly. They're probably going to get other ADs going to have the ball in his hands. Lonnie Walker's going to have the ball. There's enough people who do on ball things. Got some ball handlers here. Yeah. And I, I, the areas where THT really needed to improve, I don't think he's made giant strides. His outside shot, I feel like has declined. If anything, mm-hmm. um, his defense comes and goes. So I, I think it just makes them a really tough fit, unfortunately, but on a team like Utah who, He's not trying to win anytime soon. I, I would not be surprised if he puts up like 15 to 20 points a game next season. It is um, it is difficult to fit in on a team with LeBron James. I mean, that's just a fact. When you're a young player like that trying to learn, th- there hasn't been a lot of tr- track record of success of LeBron necessarily grooming a young guy like that. So he was in a tough situation. Um, guys, some guys have excelled. Caruso excelled. I mean, Reeves has excelled. There's guys that have come in here and been able to excel as a young, unproven player. THC wasn't able to do it with the contract he got. He was now a disposable piece, probably a lucrative trade piece. And I still think he has massive potential. I think he'll do great in Utah. And you're right. I mean, Julius Randle has excelled elsewhere. D'Angelo Russell, Jordan Clarkson, all these guys have excelled elsewhere. I think the one guy that's probably going to be a star in the league is Brandon Ingram in New Orleans. I think he's just a He's just a legit all-star, but you're right. I think when you go to other situations, I mean, look at Kyle Kuzma. Let the guy shoot 20 times a game. He's going to give you points. Just not going to get it here when on a team with Anthony Davis and LeBron James. So it's not, his, it's not his fault. It's the cards he was dealt. But what about Stanley Johnson? I felt like he finally found a home. You know, I said like he was the, he was a guy that excelled under the pressure. He excelled in LA. He excelled playing, you know, with the Laker. And I feel like he finally found a home. And like I said, a casualty of, Hey, we need to match salary. So, Someone's got to go. Yeah, I think it's going to be a blow. And I think it's a a positional need that they really need to replace. I don't think they can just um, go into the season without getting another 6'8", 6'9", guy on the roster who can guard in multiple positions, who is an okay three-point shooter, and also just a guy who plays hard. And last season, there wasn't those guys on the roster. So when Stanley came, when Wendy and Gabriel came, those guys stood out. Austin Reeves stood out because they did all those things. So 
Um, it does suck because it, it, it did feel like he found an ho- a home with the Lakers and he looked like he got a lot of opportunity. He started some games. Like I, I, I do hope that he kind of uses that, that momentum and, and carries that over in Utah. But uh, again, that's tough to do when you're on a losing team, like to yeah. play hard every single night, at, at least with the Lakers, you're playing for that next contract. You're playing, you know, if you're good enough, you're going to get that exposure on you. So I do, I do hope that playing in Utah doesn't kind of dampen that a bit. Yeah, hopefully. Um, but let's move on to what we both think is part one. This is, I think we both think this is part one of a trade. Um, I, it's, it's, is Russell Westbrook and Patrick Beverly, are they going to be teammates now? Let me play you a soundbite. I love doing this now that I'm able to. Let me play you the soundbite. Everyone's heard it. <laughs> what do you think about this? Pat Bev trick y'all, man. Like he played defense. He don't guard nobody, man. He's just running around doing nothing. It's not. As you've seen, what happened? 47. All that commotion to get 47. Yeah, I I kind of forget the context of it, but everyone knows that soundbite. I I I do believe Russell Westbrook is referencing that he scored forty seven points on him, on Patrick Beverly. Um, but here's a little bit more context. Today, uh, there was a tweet by at Cuffs the Legend. The Westbrook disrespect and vitriol is still corny, regardless of how you feel about last season. Some people get a life, man. LeBron James replied this morning at seven thirty four a.m. Can't wait for him to go off this season. And then Patrick Beverly quote tweeted that tweet saying, same, it's on gorilla or it's a gorilla emoji. I don't know what that means, but Alex are, is this going to happen? Is Patrick, are they just putting up a front? Because let me also say something here. Silver screen roll tweeted this yesterday uh, at 2:50 PM. Jeannie busted an interview with GQ magazine with Tyler R. Tynes and Silver Screen and Roll tweeted, Jeannie Buss is excited to watch LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Kendrick Nunn play this season for the Lakers under new head coach Darvin Ham. What are they talking about? In that interview, Jeannie mentions the excitement of ready to watch Anthony Davis, LeBron James, Kendrick Nunn. Never once mentions Russell Westbrook. Alex, what's going to happen, man? What is going to happen? Yeah, I, I feel like the trade, if anything, makes me more confident that, that Westbrook is is gone somehow. And um, like, obviously they could play together. Like theoretically, like Patrick Beverly doesn't need to play in point guard. He could play either guard position. So like in theory, yes, they can, they can play together. I I just think that there is baggage there, but we've also seen in the past that players with beef and stuff, they come together and they, they squash in all that stuff. But I think this goes beyond that. I I just think the Westbrook thing um, is eventually going to come down to him being traded and, I think getting another ball handler and in Beverly and stuff, I think that just kind of seals it for me. Yeah. Same. What, what did you think of LeBron's tweet though? This isn't the first time there's been like talks of, of them, you know, I, I think that he never said with the Lakers, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I want to get my Stephen a on, he never said with the Lakers, he said, I can't wait for Russ to go off this season. Yeah. Well, off where? Off, off on the Pacers, off on the Hornets, you know. Um, I, I think that it's a. Um, I'm still on team. You got to get rid of him. I just think that there's no way that after that exit interview, exit interview, he put the nails in his own coffin. In my opinion, 
obviously time heals all wounds, but I don't see how I don't see how it's beneficial for the Lakers to keep him here. I also don't I also think that the Miles Turner buddy healed for and for Russell Westbrook and the two picks makes a lot more sense now because you're really giving your team some actual depth. And I still am going to put my hat that Rob Palenka doesn't care about the 2027 or 2029 picks because he's not going to be here. He might be getting pushed back from Genie, maybe, maybe Rambus, the two people with job security, but Rob Palenka doesn't care about those picks. He might get fired this season if it doesn't work. Yeah, that was my first thought too. I think I tweeted out right away. I think that Utah, I mean, sorry, that uh, Indiana deal just seems way more likely now. Like it just makes more sense. I think it always made some sense, but um, you can make the argument if you trade Russ, then you're kind of without a lead ball handler. Like obviously LeBron's going to be the point guard, but you're kind of missing some point guard depth uh, on your team. And now that they got Beverly, um, that he could slot in at the starting spot or even come off the bench or whatever. At least that gives you another ball handler, another playmaker that now if you were to make that Indiana deal, it just makes more sense. So um, yeah, I, I think it all comes down to, again, the picks, how much they want to give up and stuff like that. But I, I will say like now that they have Beverly, I, I really liked that Indiana deal. Like I liked it. Like we've talked about, we both liked it at the time, mm-hmm. but now having a guy, a three Dean guard, a three and D point guard, um, a three and D center in Turner. And, uh, you have AD and LeBron and a, and a great shooter with and another three point shooter roster. technically. Yeah. So you have about three quality average above average shooters next to you guys. Like I I'm, I'm pretty cool with that. If that happens. Yeah, I think I am too. Um, I'm not going to shed a tear if Russell Westbrook leaves. I might shed a tear if he stays because I just can't, I just can't. Um, I could be proven wrong. I think every Laker fan, if they does stay, would like to be proven wrong. I just think there's too too many cooks in the kitchen at that point. I think it's just a lot, man. <laughs> you know, it's just a lot of baggage. It's a lot of the questions will never stop. That's the other thing, too. The moment something goes wrong, the questions will just come right away. Like, it's going to be a disaster in Brooklyn. I don't want it to be a disaster here, and I think you can avoid that. I think you truly can avoid that. Um it's interesting though, August 14th, Patrick Beverly, when the schedule came out, remember we broke it down. Yeah. Uh, Lakers, Clippers, and he put the prey emoji up. And then he blamed Kevin Durant. Uh, when Kevin Durant announced, or the Nets and boardroom announced that Kevin Durant was going to stay, Patrick Beverly then tweeted, you know, how he has cost multiple people jobs and, and this and that. So now there's a conspiracy theory that this trade has been pretty much ready to go for a while but they were waiting on the KD stuff to pan out because if he goes back we're not getting Kyrie so now we're going to get Pat Bev Kyrie's out like you're not getting Kyrie that like if you think Russ is 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 a problem with with the ball like bringing in Kyrie doesn't solve that anymore with Pat Bev either so I think that's out the window so it's all really interesting and then now there's another report that the Lakers waited a day even to announce it and all because yesterday was Mamba day in LA 824 so Mark Spears says they even waited a day to honor Kobe. So who knows how long this thing has been in the works. And my whole point of that ramble is who knows what else is in the works. I don't think the Lakers are done. I, I, I promise you, I promise you this. If they were ready to go, there would be some social media like stuff happening, like gearing up for the season. 
Russ is right. You know, like there has been zero mention of Russell Westbrook via yeah. the Lakers social media. And you could think I'm now grasping at straws. No teams promote their stars. Like teams do this stuff. And there has been zero mention of Russell Westbrook and training camp is a month away. So I think he is 100%. They're trying to trade him. Will they do it? I don't know. They are trying though. Yeah, yeah. If anything, it looks like they're just covering their backs in case a trade does happen. You don't want to plaster his face all over your social media or your branding or anything if you're just going to, if you know you're actively trying to trade him, number one. Like he wasn't on the media guide this year. I think it was just LeBron and AD. Mm-hmm. And last year, Russ was on the media guide. So, um, yeah. And, and like you mentioned, the, the Pat Bev thing, we talked about it, I don't know, like a month ago, weeks mm-hmm. ago, that there was interest. Like right after he got traded, I think it was Mark Stein or someone basically came out and said the Lakers will, would have interest in Beverly if he becomes available, like when he becomes available. And um, I would say the three things or players the Lakers have been linked to the most this offseason are Kyrie. And like you said, that's not going to happen. But if, they, if he was available, they would have gone out of their way to make it happen. Pat Bev and this Indiana deal. These three things have been in the works for – yeah, Since summer league. We had Woj and our Dave McMenamin um, talking about the Indiana deal when the Lakers were playing in summer league. So we know these teams are talking to each other and we know like the Lakers, if they want to make a deal, like they know what the asking price is and they can make it now. Yeah. Like they're like, it's up to them if they want to make this deal. Are Indiana's you cool giving now. up? Are you cool giving up the two picks? Ah, uh, for Indiana, that package. Yes. Yeah, everybody's answer should be no. Right. Like, I don't want to. No, of course not. <laughs> but I'm. I think everybody's answer is probably going to be yeah. I, mine's with the caveat. I, I think there needs to be protections on at least one of those picks. I'm, you obviously, think, obviously, you give up one. Picks. People, any, people are saying like, don't give up any picks. Like, you have to give up at least one. Do you think like, Rob Palinka is now in like on the phone with the Pacers GM, and he's just like Russell Westbrook's got the most points from a point guard, the most steals by point guard, the most rebounds by point guard, the most assists by point guard in the last five years. Russell Westbrook is an all-star. Russell Westbrook is a former MVP. Russell Westbrook is a, like, do you think he's like, like this dude is good. Like you can't take both my picks. I'm giving you Russell Westbrook. Like I'm giving you an expiring contract. Russell Westbrook's going to go out there and get you a triple double every night. He's going to be on the, on sports center every night wearing a Pacers Jersey saying Russell Westbrook, triple double. Pacers lose by 30. He's going to be like show. He's going to be like Shohei Otani next year. <laughs> he's going to be the Shohei Otani of basketball. Russell Westbrook is going to drop triple doubles on everyone's head every night. The Pacers will lose by 20. I'm sure this is like the conversation every GM gave to the team who was about to acquire Russell Westbrook. So the Wizards probably gave Rob Plinka this exact same dialogue right before he traded mm-hmm. for him. But um, any team training for Westbrook at this point is just the expiring contract right. And the picks. And, um, that's just, I think where we're at, where we're at with him. And, um, I, I would, I would do both first. If, like I said, if one of them was like heavily protected and one of them's unprotected or like, so one real first and one fake first, basically yeah. is where I'm at. Yeah. I mean that, I mean, that's just like my, you're, that's cool, details. you're cool with giving up both though. At this point, you've pretty much leveraged your future at this point. You've given your organization over to a 38 year old player. Like you just got to go now. You have to go now. Like that's I've, I've, I've pushed that, that when LeBron James is on your team, don't worry about the future. Try and win now. 
I didn't know we were going to be this terrible when I was saying that, but I think I don't mind it. You just got to go, you know, you got to do what you got to do to make your team better because as we sit here right now, dude, maybe I'm just a bad Lakers podcaster, but I feel like this roster is completely underwhelming. I don't even remember who they signed. Like, I know you just said Lonnie Walker, but I can't tell you, I forget everybody else. Like Juan Toscano Anderson. And it's just like, like that, that's how underwhelming this roster is to me right now. Like, I don't know if it's a championship roster. I don't even know if it's a top eight seed team, a top four seed team. I, I, I think that if you go and get depth, I mean, you got to do it. I, I think what it is, I think they're missing as of currently constructed, they're missing starting um, lineup caliber players, right? They have a lot of just role players. And you put them in, in in the starting lineup, it just doesn't look good. It doesn't Who is sound the starting great. five right now. But the, that's why I like the Beverly deal. He, you can say what you want about him; he has flaws, but like undoubtedly, he's a starter in the NBA. Is your starting lineup Russ, Pat Bev, LeBron, AD, Bryant? Uh, oof. is there I better lineups than that? Good. Uh, no, I, w- I would probably bench one of Russ or Beverly. Okay, I would, I would have played them together. Let's, let's say, okay, Pat Bev may be better off the bench. But sure. Who do you put in his place? Reeves. I, I think Reeves starter. has a good chance of being a starter this year. I don't think anybody's going to complain if he's a starter next year. No. I think he's become our, for lack of a better term, I hate doing it, but he really has become like this fan favorite that Caruso was, that THC was for a while. Like, I think he is, people love him, you know? Um, but yeah, is that is that starting fight? Okay, let, you can sub... Jones or Bryant, whoever you want, sure. right? AD's playing the four. LeBron, Reeves, and Russ. See, you're right. Like just saying it out loud, it doesn't. It doesn't sound right. It sounds like there's like holes that like they're they're waiting to be filled. And um, like I said, I, they they're you missing know, starters. What about this? Players. What about this? Miles Turner, AD, LeBron, but he healed Russ. I mean, See, I mean none. Or Bev, right? Pat Bev starting? I would start Pat Bev. Yeah. Kendrick no needs to prove that he can literally step he on could put a basketball uniform on. Yeah. <laughs> um, Does uh, that sound Bev. better to you? So so let's just say it out so loud. Run that again. down again. Run that down. So again. let's say it again. So right now, let's say Thomas Bryant, AD, LeBron, Reeves, Russ. So Thomas Bryant. Anthony Davis, LeBron James, Austin Reeves, Russell Westbrook. That could be your starting five right now. I would say that's better than last year. Okay. But uh, still not not the greatest. Not impressive. No. And now if you do the Pacers deal, Miles Turner, Anthony Davis, LeBron James, Buddy Heald, Patrick Beverly. Far superior. I I think you have five. You got Reeves off the bench, so he's not starting. None off the bench, Bryant off the bench, Damian Jones. I mean, I don't know, like you know, like and then and then pick any Lonnie of the Walker four combo guard wings right, inside. Right. I think it's almost a no-brainer at this point that you probably have to execute that deal. It, it definitely those that five feel like they complement each other pretty well in terms of strengths and weaknesses. Um, you give AD a spacer at the big at the center position; he's desperately needed. Mm-hmm. forever i i would say since I, marcus all was solid in doing that but just didn't work out here for a variety of reasons and 
Um, you add a elite shooter in Buddy Heald, again, something the Lakers haven't had in a long time. You add your 3 and D point guard, that a Caruso, a Reeves, that type of molds, and Patrick Beverly that LeBron has played really, really well with. And then obviously you have your two stars in LeBron and AD. Um, that's really good. And, and yeah. like you said, the, all the free agents they signed look a lot better when they don't have to be a starter or they don't have to play 25 minutes. A Juan Toscano Anderson, I, I feel is a way better eighth, ninth guy than like a sixth, seventh guy. Um, yeah, it, it just it just sounds a lot. It's a long season. Paper. The more depth you got, we've already seen it. You can't count on AD to be there for 82. You almost can't count on LeBron being there for 82 anymore. I don't think you can actually count on LeBron being there for 82. So the more depth you have, the better. Um, and positions of need, other than a ball handler, you have plenty of ball handlers. We just keep talking about that. So it's not just getting Russ out. I actually think it's addressing needs. Yeah, you know, last year, we, it. mm-hmm. I, I, it's really that. Like, that is really the biggest thing. And I know last year we sold ourselves and we were forced to, to, to say Russ will fit in. But clearly, he didn't. Also, I don't even know how many games Russ, AD, and LeBron played together. So that could be the Lakers' argument if they keep him. Yeah, well, oh, what would man. you say? What, what would you say the strongest? But what areas of uh, of need are the biggest at this point that they need? Three to point shooting. Shooting. Okay, so you get Buddy Hield. You you address a lot of that. Yeah, three, um, three, and Pat Bev. They've already right. Yeah, I would say I would yeah. I would call Pat Bev an average to above average shooter, which on this team is an outlier. That, that's yeah. a that's a strength. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, you had some defense yeah. with Pat Brev. I, I still definitely need, think you need um, wing defense, especially yeah. if Stanley's going out. I'm not sure you get that in the Indiana deal, so you probably have to do something else. But also worth noting, uh, in that Pat Bev trade, they traded two for one, so they opened up another roster spot in the process. And so if they were to do a rust trade, that's two coming back. There you for go. One out. So it kind of fits perfectly again. Yeah, it's uh, Yeah. Um. Do you I'm think really they've lost about... any leverage with Kyrie uh, not being on the table anymore? And then after getting Bev, do you think teams are like, well, now you, you have to make a deal with us? Like, are the Pacers asking for even more now? What else can they ask for? I guess that's true. You know, THD. You can't throw in <laughs> yeah. THD. Kendrick Nunn? Um, I guess they can just say, give us both unprotected. Like, yeah. no protections, not one. I want, we got both. And, and the Lake, I mean, the Pacers are it would benefit the Pacers too. So I think like, let's not act like they're not getting things, you know, I'm they're They're not going to win this year. I mean, if they could have traded either one of those guys, I think they would have by now. Yeah. Like Turner and buddy. I'm pretty sure the league is done. I mean, the only reason we were still talking about transactions is because Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving and Russell Westbrook. Those are the three guys that were going to get traded. Was KD holding up? If KD was holding up the whole league, they've had a week. They've you know they've had five business class working business working days so, yeah, it's it's, I think there's a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel. I think that we're getting closer to, figuring out what this team is going to look like next year. And I will say this, none of this matters if Anthony Davis gets hurt again. No, again we say it every year. He he's literally the key to the season, and yep. for so many and they reasons, want him to do more next year. So, I think that we should all pray to the basketball gods that he keeps Anthony Davis healthy for 70 games. That would be amazing. Would not playing AD center as much help keep him. Healthy I don't think then? it matters where he plays. Okay. He gets hurt everywhere. Cause then that could be more of an argument to get miles Turner in. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, I can't tell you what he was playing when he got hurt. I just feel like he's always on the floor. 
he's always some some he's getting jabbed in the eye, getting rolling an ankle, falling. So I think um, if he stays healthy, the Lakers will be better than last year. That's goes without saying, regardless of who's on this team, because I think him and LeBron are that good together that if they're healthy, they will be better than they were last year. Now, will they be healthy? That's the question. But Alex, hey, they're making moves. That's what we've been asking. Mm-hmm. You know, we knew he was. We knew Polinka wasn't going to sit on his hands the rest of the off season, and I don't think he's done. So let's post this before he makes a move and all this goes <laughs> to shit. <laughs> um, Alex, have you written anything for SilverScreenRoll.com at Alex M Regla? Yeah, it has it come. We're we're about to, we're about to start the the player season previews again. Um, so I did one on Damian Jones and that should probably be out toward later towards like September, I think. So probably be working on those. So we're going to start rolling those out pretty soon. All right. So subscribe, oh, follow Alex at Alex M Regla, silverscreenroll.com. I refreshed my Twitter and I like, I don't know what I thought I read, but I went, Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't second. know. That didn't see anything. <laughs> um, and you can catch all the Laker news on silverscreenroll.com. Uh, you can subscribe to this podcast, Spotify, Apple, Google, anywhere there's audio podcasts. You can catch us there. We normally podcast on Tuesday. We're Taco Tuesday. Today's a Thursday. Taco Thursday. I'm talking fast because I canceled my premium Zoom subscription and we're about to run out of the 45 minutes. Everybody, thank you for listening. Alex, always a pleasure. We'll talk to you in like five days. Maybe, maybe Russ is gone on Tuesday. We'll see. Talk to you then, man. All right.